You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance, with your host, Alex Navarro. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body IO FM. I'm your host, Alex Navarro, and this is uh, the part two to my two-part series. Uh, first part was my third trimester, the changes in diet and exercise that I made, and part two right now is the postpartum period. So I talk about all the changes that I needed to make, both diet-related, um, training, or lack thereof, training in those first few months postpartum, because like most of you would assume, there were a lot of changes that were going on. Every day was a little bit different. Um, Each week was very different. So I really needed to just test some things out and be open to the fact that (laughs) my body was changing every day and I was just going to have to make these adjustments on the fly. So stay tuned and listen in. And you mentioned your body felt completely different when you were walking over the recovery room. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about that? How did it feel different? Well, you're lighter because you just like yeah. got rid of like, <laughs> sure, you know, 10 pounds right then. Um, and so that felt different. And then you like, you know, your stomach's like gone. It's just like, you know, you still have like, obviously, there's the some stomach there. Yeah. Um, and it feels different. But you just feel lighter. Like my hips felt a little like uh, unstable. Mm. So just even just walking, um, everything just felt different. And you're kind of like in this weird haze, like elated, excited, exhausted, you know, surreal space. So, um, and then I did the belly pumps for the first time, like on day two. So Mm -hmm. I was pumping and I'm like, well. Let's give these a try. I'm going to be here for the next 20 minutes or however long it was. Um, So let's just like do a few and see how it goes. And um, I do remember it being really hard to like make that connection. Um, But every day that I did it, I did it maybe like three times a day for the next couple days. And every time got like a little bit better. Mm. Um, By day three, I did. We were still in the hospital. Uh, mostly because he was early it was more for him and making sure that he was okay because they do all these tests for preemies and technically he was like a late term preemie again like one more week and he would have been fine right Um, and he was fine so but at that point I was getting like really antsy being in that room I'm sure I was like get me out and I was like pacing around and like so I actually went on a walk and we didn't tell the nurses (laughs) I remember Dimitri coming back and I was like, I got to get out of the room. I was like, I'm just going to go on a walk. I'll be just, I'll be right back. They've already like done the tests and everything. So they probably won't be back for a while. <laughs> so I went on a walk and I just was like, I'm just going to walk until like I start to feel tired because I know I'm going to have to walk back. Right. And, but it just felt really nice to get some fresh air. Oh, I went outside. Sure. I think I was gone for like 20 minutes there and back. Um, by the time I walked back, I was really tired, really hungry. So I ate a lot of food again. Um, and you're not sleeping really. So just trying to rest whenever I could. What kinds of food other, so sushi, first meal. Yes. And then you mentioned the oatmeal, some of the lactation cookies. Mm-hmm. 
What else did you use to kind of uh, sustain your body post-birth those first couple days? Um, Well, I did. I mean, I was still in the hospital, so Mm -hmm, everything needed to be like super convenient. So I did have a jar of coconut oil. That's great. Um, My in-laws made a huge thing of um, chicken soup, and it was just broth and chicken, which was amazing and basically bone broth because it was like gelatinous and everything. So, And I just put like coconut oil in that and heated it up. So I had that a lot of just like sip of broth, which was great. Um, and what else? I had like a ton of hard boiled eggs or so- soft boiled because mm-hmm. really like the runny yolks. So I had a lot of just like easy things to snack on. Um, avocados. I had a lot of avocados. Again, super easy. I knew the fat was going to sit well with me, give me some energy, give me calories. Did you have all of that just prepared, ready to go? Or no, did you have I just had Dimitri a list then. go back to the Yeah, okay. and friends came to visit. And That's great. Everyone, pretty much everyone who came brought food, even if it was like a snack. So That's awesome. <laughs> um, I would say for the first three days, um, I pretty much just ate whatever I wanted at any time of the day. Yeah. Although I, I never really craved – I don't really like eating carbs in the morning. I don't usually – feel that good when I do mm-hmm. so I still kept the carbs a little bit lower but I had carbs like every day in lar- large amounts until I felt recovered yeah how are you mm-hmm. feeling emotionally post-birth I know I've heard a lot about postpartum depression and like baby blues when does that normally set in what has your experience me, been like with that that set in around the second month okay the first month you're just kind of like in this like haze of what just happened and you're you still have this like adrenaline rush for the first few weeks where you're like totally running on fumes but like you're fine and you're like amazed at how much you can do and you're like you know and and because he was early he was like extra sleepy so he pretty much just was asleep like 98 percent of the time oh buddy Uh, i know (laughs) i was like waking him up to feed and then he would fall asleep in the middle and i'm like waking him up again and we were both like, oh, he's, this is easy. This is so easy. This is great. He doesn't cry. He doesn't make any sounds. Like, I could do stuff. Um, <laughs> so, and we're just, like, adjusting. Yeah. Um, I'm also, like, a total sleep whore. So that was one of the biggest challenges was the lack of sleep. The lack of sleep. And how much lack of sleep affects, like, everything else. Yeah. Um, not only, like, your appetite, obviously your energy, but, like, then your, like, emotional state is already thrown off and then throw in, like, lack of sleep and then you're, like, a totally different person. Um, so it was hard. I would say second month was harder. Um, that's so hormonally, that's when a lot of shifts happen Mm -hmm. as well so going back to the like not being able to break a sweat then it went into I can't stop sweating interesting I mean like waking up in the middle of the night completely drenched and needed to change my clothes in the sheets wow yeah and really uncomfortable that's a hormone well obviously it makes sense because you're when you're pregnant you have so much of these hormones and then suddenly they're gone. Gone. And your body has to reestablish that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So crazy, crazy night sweats. Um, and just like easy sweating in general. Like I would do like a little home workout of just like testing things, you know, like some squats and like some belly pumps and then like mm-hmm. breaking a sweat. And I'm like, it's not even that warm in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so things like that. Um, 
And so diet-wise, I would say after the first two weeks, if even, I went pretty much right back to carb night. Okay. Um, I did, I either did it like every five days or I would do it once a week, but then have like a mini carb night or a small backload in the middle of the week. Um, or like I would say closer to the end of the second month, I was playing with like experimenting with different ways to increase milk production. So I was like doing the lactation cookies and then having those always still at nighttime. Um, and then I would have like either three smaller backloads during the week where I would have like a lot of things like that. Um, or I did a week, I did two weeks straight of like a couple of cookies every night. So I didn't have one night of like a lot of carbs. I just sprinkled them. Um, and I didn't feel like one or the other made a difference in my production at all. Um, I was still producing enough. It was more of like, let's experiment and see what happens. Um, and I didn't notice a difference between the two approaches at all so I feel better on average when I eat carbs less often yeah so I went back to either every five or every seven days for a carb night um and they were substantial carb nights like substantial yeah like like what like 350 grams okay 400 sometimes um I was pretty like insatiable at that point <laughs> so <laughs> And I had room in my stomach to like eat all yeah. this food. What's, so. Uh, so 350 grams of carbs, what does that translate to into an actual plate, for example? Oh, several plates. Yeah? Like seven hours of, yeah. Yep. Well, like a cup of rice is like, two cups of rice is like 30 grams. Yeah. So it's a lot of food. <laughs> it was a lot of food. You got, so were you uh, putting that right arm up on the, Oh, share yeah. after those meals well no because i'm holding the baby usually oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah the appetite was definitely increased for sure um and then so at the four week mark so backtracking just a little bit at the four week mark is when i went back for my postpartum checkup mm -hmm. um and they weigh you and i don't own a scale at home so and the only time I ever weighed myself was when I went to the doctor during the pregnancy at least um so after the four months or I'm sorry after the four weeks that postpartum checkup I was down to 131 pounds so and I started at like 120 mm -hmm. when before I got pregnant and um so I had lost like 12 pounds since having him so I was at 130 and I was like okay that makes sense like about 10 pounds um great and they you know they say oh there a lot of that is like your milk production too and yeah you know extra things like that and um so that was more just like okay mental note that's how much I weigh now flash forward to now we're like six and a half months postpartum and we went for his six-month checkup, and they have a scale in the hallway. So I was like, ooh, let me just jump on it really quick. <laughs> and my body's, like, changed a lot um, since having him. And that, so that's been interesting, which we'll, we'll come back to. But I was super curious to see how much I weighed because yeah. like, my body's a little different, and I weighed exactly the same, literally, 131 pounds. I was like, really? <laughs> I, like, took my shoes off. Same. So good to know. Yeah. <laughs> but more, you know, proof that the scale doesn't mean 
anything. Totally. How would you say that your body's changed since having him? Um, so I had a lot of, so I guess we kind of already touched on the food side of things and what I played with. And I'm still pretty much doing like modified carbonate for the most part. Okay. Um, is the exercise, I was very thrown off with the exercise part afterwards um, for a couple of reasons. One is you're just really tired and you're not getting enough sleep. And I know that if I aren't, I'm not rested, that my exercise isn't going to go well. And that's, it's being, it's not going to be helpful if I try to do it in an exhausted state. So mm-hmm. more often than not, I opted to take a nap instead of go to the gym. So there was like that reality check, like, oh, I just don't have the energy to work out. Um, or I would attempt to work out and then realize I was really tired and call it quits after like 20 minutes. Um, and then the other thing was I experienced a lot of uh, uh, repetitive stress issues with my hands, my wrists. I remember you telling me about from that. holding my little guy. And these are things that like nobody really talks about um until you go and google it and you're like why does my hand hurt so bad yeah um it was really painful to the point where like just picking him up oh hurt and i would like wince and so handstands were out of the question um i was doing a lot of like prehab like pt type stuff for my wrists um and it was just really frustrating because all i wanted to do was like do something fun and i couldn't do the thing that I love to do the most was yeah. like go upside down, or be able to like you know pick up pick or up pick your him child. up. Yeah, the maybe two most two biggest things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really frustrating. Um, and all the things that you read are like, well, just don't you know relax your hand. I'm like, well, that's not really possible right now. And at this point, he needed me to hold him like more than I was before. Right. And he wasn't sleeping as much as he was at the beginning. So like now he's awake and he realizes he's not in my stomach and he's freaking out. Um, so that was really hard as well. So I would say for the first three months, I just did basically like corrective exercises. Okay. Um, I did a lot of the core work still and used that as my gauge of like what exercises can I do or not do again um squats felt great nice um and this is actually funny i was doing squats like air squats in my living room you know (laughs) maybe with a band or something um around week two and then i remember which felt great and i had like really good core engagement i could feel my pelvic floor like i felt really good about it i was doing like glute bridges and things like that and then i remember going in for my four month four week checkup postpartum And my doctor was like, you know, you might want to stay away from squats because your pelvic floor is going to be weak. And if you do them too fast. And I was like, oh, I started those two weeks ago. And she's like, oh, yeah, I (laughs) forgot. I forgot. Okay, you're fine. (laughs) I was like, well, you know, if you do them right, they're actually super beneficial. So um, just wanted to just thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't do any yoga. Um. I still felt a lot of like instability in my hips. Sure. So, and there's so much like unilateral work in that that I didn't really quite feel ready. Mm-hmm. That I just needed to like take things at my own pace. So, a lot of like really boring stuff. Super boring. Like, I was bored, but I knew that I needed to do it. Um, anytime I tried to do something like, you know, fancier, 
I usually regretted it afterwards. So, keeping you know, it simple. Super ego check, which was hard also. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting too because, you know, my body did come back relatively quickly um, in terms of like, you know, my abs. Everyone's like obviously into abs and uses that as a marker of health and fitness. Um, and mine did come back really fast. And first of all, they didn't go away. So they didn't come back. They were still there. <laughs> they were just, you know, the development was visible. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, because I didn't put on a lot of weight, I think that that helped keep them visible. Um, obviously, the core work was emphasized a lot. So the engagement was like always happening on a day-to-day basis. But I think also because I missed the last month and I missed that like super big stage. Yeah. Um, that probably played a huge role. Mm-hmm. Maybe it w- they wouldn't have, you know, popped back out as quickly if I had reached the end. I don't know. Because um, a lot of people ask me like, how did you get them back so fast? And and I, I think I feel like that had a lot to do with it in addition to the work that I did throughout the time and then right afterwards um I still feel like now though even like six months later I'm discovering new parts of my core yeah all the time even more so than I did before like I I feel like I'm like hyper hyper aware of like all the intricacies of the core and what it feels like to engage them at different times and how it's just been really interesting. That's like great. core specifically. I was going to ask if it's like, oh, hi, old friend. I remember you. Or if it's like, oh, new person. New I've person. never experienced this before. More new than like, hey, there you are. Like, I feel like they're going to be way better than they were before. Wow. Like, way better. Because I'm feeling stuff that like, I never, yeah, just like the depth of it mm-hmm. and how... You know, you think of your core as like this one unit and it's not, it's made up of all of these various parts and learning to engage them at different levels and in different positions and how to like, you know, we've, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show before, but in training in general, you know, the difference between like an isometric contraction and, or a, an, isa, you know, a concentric, you know, where you're like the muscles lengthening and shortening and, um, you know, to be able to control that with your breathing, it's, there's so many different approaches to that type of uh, muscle engagement. Yeah. And it's been really cool to just like experiment with that and mm-hmm. see what that feels like and how I can use it in different exercises. And yeah, now that I'm like, my hands are feeling better and I'm able to do more gymnastics, I feel like that, having done that work, you know, even though it was like super tedious and boring and I really didn't like doing it, um, I feel like it's going to pay off now that I'm able to like get back into some of the fun stuff. Yeah. Tell me about what is your current fitness routine look like right now, six months postpartum? So I'm still not going as much as I would like. Um, in an ideal world, I would be probably training like f- at least four days. I'm probably doing like two big lifts days and then two gymnastic days. Um, but we're not in an ideal world. And I'm going to be super realistic about what I can handle. And I'm probably making it to the gym twice a week. And I might be doing a one at home workout. Maybe. 
then the at-home workout is like you know some glued stuff core stuff like on my living room floor while he plays next to me (laughs) or I foam roll or like I do some sort of you know corrective exercise type stuff you know I'm doing mobility like ankle circles and wrist stuff and things like that so in terms of the workouts like I've tried to plan things out and then it never goes to plan so I've pretty much given up on that um at this point in time I'm hoping sooner than later I'll be able to get like a plan in place yeah but at this point I'm really just like flying by the seat of my pants and saying like this is what my body wants or this is what I feel like doing today and less is more like I don't overdo it in the gym I did it a couple times and I regretted it mm-hmm. so my workouts right now don't look like anything fancy they are it's not a lot of volume I have like an hour like a start to finish so and 20 minutes of that is like a dynamic warm-up yeah you've <laughs> got to be efficient with your time yep so I'm, I'm moving quickly through things but I'm also trying to be like super conscious of the movements and doing things properly and I feel like that's paid off a lot because a it's been made made it a lot easier to keep the food in control sure because I'm not throwing in all these random like you know exertion points or energy expenditures where I'm then like insatiable afterwards and nutrition's such a massive part of it the primary part of it and that's I mean it's really like my most of my success as far has been due to the food yeah it really has that's a really great point that by maybe not exerting yourself as much or even maybe not going to the gym as much, you're really able to focus your efforts mm-hmm. on what's actually most important. Yep. It's a food. Mm-hmm. It's a great insight. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I still haven't done any cardio. And I've talked about this on the show before. Yeah, I, I haven't. I thought you were telling me you were walking up all did, those hills. Well, yeah, I'm walking up the hills. But I'm like, <laughs> that that's gets my heart rate my going. My cardio. <laughs> But I walk up like a block and then I stop at the top and like, okay, so I'm technically doing like a mini hit workout, but. There you go. I'm going like <laughs> two miles an hour. <laughs> I wonder what that incline would be on a treadmill though, like a 12. At I don't know. At least a 12. Yeah. That Fillmore Street is like really, like you have to like lean forward to go up the hill. Yeah. It's so steep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't done any cardio like besides walking and doing like walking up but still it's walking walking up a hill um I haven't done anything since 2012 um less is more well in cardio too I feel like that increases your appetite more than it's lifting does so when you're trying to and I'm still you know my body's still changing it's still recovering um I feel like it's going to be recovering for the next year or so fully at least um and it's still changing and it's it's far easier to control or at least experiment with the food with as few variables as possible yeah so as I'm still going through the process and I just want to exercise when I want to when I have the energy and do things that feel good Mm -hmm. but also do things that I know my body needs to do so in discovering that I'd say playing with different exercises that I want to do and (laughs) having them not go very well and then I'm like okay I need to do x y and z so that I can do this move well I see so then I go back to the drawing board and I'm like all right let's do the really boring stuff again (laughs) so I can do the cool move like the handstands um 
and I, you forget like how many how much prep you need to do for like a move like a handstand yeah like it's it looks like just a handstand but like it's wrist hand flexibility strength um range of motion it's shoulder range of motion um that's another thing actually that was not surprising but annoying is between breastfeeding all the time and holding the little guy oh, yeah. in your cradle position my pecs were so tight my shoulders were rounded forward it really reminded me actually of how my body responded to me getting my boobs done mm. which I've talked about on the show before and my pecs were so tight I had no back engagement like I could not connect to my shoulder blades at all yeah I'm like talking to them and they're like on vacation like do 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 so I did so much repetitive prep work to like open my pecs up um get the scapular shrugs in like plank position hanging like anything I could do to just talk to my back yeah it was a lot have they I know you mentioned when you were starting to focus on your core again you discovered some areas of your core that were just totally new mm-hmm. and you feel like they're going to be even better. How's it going with that different area of your body, your pecs and your shoulders? Better. Great. It is better. Um, better for two reasons. Better that because I've been doing the prep work mm-hmm. to take the time to do that, which it's really time consuming. So I might go in to do handstands in the gym and realize my pecs are too tight and I spend a half an hour opening them up. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I guess I don't have any time to do handstands now. Um, <laughs> you know, I did you gotta all the make the, work. Yeah. And it's time to go home. Or I'm tired. <laughs> I'm too tired to do handstands now. Um, yeah, really having to, like, make judgment calls in the yeah. moment is uh, been sort of the name of the game. Yeah. I love the phrase that you've used multiple times now. Uh, ego check. Yep. Too. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I want to. Yeah, it's been hard, but I I have long you know long term goals in mind, and mm-hmm. you know every day it's really important for me to just feel good, and sure. I need to feel good for myself, and obviously for him too, and obviously my husband too. You know, want to be <laughs> you know feeling good for him too, even though that doesn't always happen. Um, <laughs> I always forget to mention him. <laughs> Third priority at this point. Yeah, I'm so fa- I'm writing an article now on uh, how sex and intimacy is impacted during and after pregnancy, and yeah, I'm I'm you, you can't forget about them too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's easy to. Sorry, sorry, babe. Um. So, let's see what else I could. I have a t- random question okay. for you. Yeah. I've been reading a lot about uh, placenta encapsulation post-birth and as a part of nutrition and wellness postpartum. Any thoughts on that? Um, I had it done. Cool. Um, That was something that my doula offered. And I did some research prior to that because when I first met her, she was like, you know, I have this. And if you want it to do it, I can do it. Um, And and I don't I've kind of talked about my my mom before on the show I'm pretty sure uh, more and more in regards to like I was born at home uh, my sister was born at home my mom's like hippie mom if you're listening I love you um, but like my placenta from when I was born was um, 
buried under a tree and like I had a tree grown for me you know Um, so that's sort of like (laughs) how I grew up so I knew the value of the placenta and nutritionally what it offered Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't you know one to like bring it home and cook it myself I think my husband would have been like no way Jose Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's weird I think a lot of people forget it's it's an organ yeah when it pretty much just gave your baby everything that it needed throughout the entire t- yeah. time it was in there. So kind of important. Um, so we like reached a middle ground where my doula in, um, encapsulated it for me. That's great. And she gave me, you know, sort of a, a prescription of like how to use it. So I did it. Um, I used it, took the capsules, um, two capsules twice a day for the first two weeks, mm-hmm. um, which Again, obviously, I don't have anything to compare it to. So, like, did it make a big difference? I don't know how I would have felt or emotionally been like um, during that time without it. But I will say that uh, my uterus did recover really, really quickly. Um, (laughs) Totally fine. (laughs) We're, like, scooting around our chairs and, like, squeaking. Um, I'm new to this, so I'm so cognizant of every (laughs) little sound and, like, bumping. It's okay. I used to bump the table all the time. I've been flexing my pelvic floor and doing my – pulling my shoulders back throughout the interview. And, yeah, hopefully it's not making too much noise. No, you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're inspiring me. (laughs) Well, those are great exercises because, like, no one needs to know you're doing them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) – Aren't picked up on a microphone. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, We actually had a breathing specialist on, like – really really early on in, oh, the, in cool. the podcast days and like me and, and the old co-hosts were both like like we were super silent because we're like breathing <laughs> and we realized that people can't actually see us doing that so sorry um so going back to the placenta encapsulation um i did that you know in the initial two weeks and then she basically said take them anytime you're feeling you know extra emotional yeah. um she said you can use them down the road when you do get your period back and you have PMS symptoms. It can help reduce that. Mm-hmm. So, and I have used it in that way and I feel like it has helped a lot. Um, the hormonal changes that happen in the first six months are really intense. I mean, yeah. beyond like the night sweats, um, the the emotional state you're in between the hormones. I mean, you're basically like, PMSing on crack. Totally. I mean, I would like imagine it's kind crack. of similar to menopause symptoms just because yeah. your hormones are a me- pl- boom, plummet. Plummet. Yep. Yeah. Um, definitely felt down. Um, I cried a lot. Like, pretty much every day. But also, like, knowing that that's what was going to happen. You know, I, I had heard about that. I had friends that had had babies recently and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, you just cry. And you, it's kind of like when you're PMSing and you just need a good cry. And once you cry, you feel better. And so there were plenty of times where like I would cry for no reason at all. There were other times that I just cry out of like pure exhaustion um, or frustration because, you know, you're getting to know this like a new person and yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know what I'm doing mom's new you know or like he's he's a boy and he they pee spontaneously sometimes you know when you're changing their diaper and yeah. you just like clean up a pee everywhere <laughs> you know and you're crying and you're doing <laughs> it and it's like great it's a really good time yeah so there were a lot of those moments but you felt like the i guess there's lots of hormones probably in the placenta yes. 
Yes. And that can help yep. restore a little bit of balance. Yes. Maybe. Absolutely. I'm sure they're really rich in iron too. Mm-hmm. Which after losing some blood, that's can be super helpful. helpful. Yeah. yeah. The process just sounds so fascinating to me. So they'll they'll steam it, they'll dehydrate it, mm-hmm. grind it up. I yep. was talking to a placenta encapsulation specialist and she was like, You know it's perfectly dried when it snaps like a cracker. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa. What a phrase. <laughs> snaps like a cracker. <laughs> I'm trying to picture that. Snaps like I just a, can't do just it. gonna eat my Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's super cool. And I had I didn't know it makes sense because all babies are born different sizes and placentas weigh different mm-hmm. amounts, which can produce a different number of capsules. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really so yeah, cool. I have like she gave me two jars worth. Um, I didn't, I didn't even think to ask her like how much it weighed or I'm sure the doctors recorded that somewhere, but those aren't things that you like think about in the moment because there's like way more things, (laughs) important things going on. Yeah. Um, How much does my baby weigh? (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Kind of important questions. Um, so then, um, since then I've only used them around period time. So Mm -hmm. just a few other things like postpartum that I can think of is, Right around four months is, I would say three months was like climax of uh, hormone adjustment. Like there were a couple of times where I was like, I'm a crazy person. Around four months postpartum? Three months. Three months, okay. And then right around the four month mark is when I started to just feel like normal most of the time. Also like you're getting a little more sleep, like you feel like you've got a groove, you kind of know what you're doing Yeah. sometimes until the baby changes. And then you're like, I don't actually know what I'm doing. Um, you know how to make the spontaneous peas maybe a little less spontaneous. Oh, yeah. We got that down. <laughs> we kept the room really warm. <laughs> Apparently, it's cold air that stimulates it. Ah. So just keep it, keep it warm. <laughs> um, we also didn't – we heard about these like tea – PPTP. Yes, I've heard about those. We didn't get those. We thought about it and we were like, we'll just put the diaper over it. It's fine. Um, we don't need another thing to get. So. Um, a whole other episode probably. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then four months is when other things started changing. So like hormonally, I feel like I was felt more normal. But then like my hair started falling out a lot. Um, also at four months is when my period came back, mm. which I was super surprised about. That's and really a early. a little annoyed because I was like, oh, I don't have to have it for a really long time. I need to not brag about things because every time I do, it like happens. <laughs> like I feel like I just told my friend like, oh no, because she, she asked, she was like, oh, when are you going to get it back? And I was like, well, I'm still breastfeeding like exclusively and full time. And, you know, they say like a year and then like the next week it came. I was like, what the fuck? So it was literally almost exactly a year from when I got pregnant. So I only didn't have it for a year. Wow. Between pregnancy and yeah. postpartum. And that speaks to your hormones probably being Apparently. back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's amazing. So I'm not sure. You know, I, I've taken T3 fuel for like years at this point. Um, I've read that that could have had a lot to do with it. Um that I was, you know, very healthy throughout the pregnancy. I did all the right things post. You know, it's hard to say again. I don't have anything to compare it to. Um, I'd be curious to see what, like, the next one might be like. Yeah. In that regard. Oh, yeah. So 
one thing that I will say is um, the, and I'll probably just do like another episode on this. Oh, you could totally join me on this since like periods are your thing. Um, the difference of them at this point and like what I've, how my body feels when they come and what that is like because it's different. So interesting. Super different. But it's been three months now and they're like clockwork again like they were before, um, which again is a good thing. So that's been interesting and a whole new set of, um, you know, things to pay attention to and experiment with. So even though I feel like I have like a groove with the food and with the exercise, uh, you know, I'm keeping in mind the fact that my body's still changing and it's going to be changing and and fully recovering for a while. So Mm -hmm. just being open to, you know, whatever, comes up um I will say that you know obviously I'm not exercising a lot just just enough um I I tried to stick as much with like my once a week carb night as possible most again for convenience like I'm not doing a lot of people think I do carb night to like keep losing weight and obviously I haven't lost any weight um I'm exactly the same as I was one month after he came um it's just it's like the most convenient thing for me I feel the best eating this way yeah um and I like the flexibility that comes with it like I can have a lot of carbs in one night I can sync it up with an event um and if I need a little extra during the week I can sprinkle that in where I need to and it's really like on a whim usually it's like I wake up and I'm like tonight I should have some like tonight I should have some um but I will say I've been surprised at how much carbs I can tolerate and need Mm. actually um, and that's been probably a big shift is between, you know, I've used Carbonite in so many ways over the past, it's been eight years now, um, you know, having used wow. it for like competition prep and then I used it for like a performance goal and then, you know, b- body recomposition and obviously like postpartum, like this has all been different purposes for using it and I am like constantly surprised at how much carbs I need to eat. Like I feel like I get enough and then I realize four days in that like that wasn't enough. I should have had more. Yeah. Um, So at this point I'm experimenting with like having longer windows of time because I'm having a hard time getting in enough in a short window of time Mm -hmm. without being like uncomfortably full. I also (laughs) think that really speaks to the adaptability Mm -hmm. of – the program and what you're doing it's able to support you throughout these very different stages of life mm-hmm. and very different goals yeah it's really cool definitely and I think you know again once you like learn a, about your own body and its cues and like how it gives you feedback on what you're doing the easier it is to well also being really open to experiment sure because through experimenting there's going to be a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. um but every error you're getting more information also oh, like yeah. every data point trial and every time you experiment you're getting information from it so just because it doesn't work the way you wanted it to at least you know that it worked in another you know it did this instead oh, and yeah. that's just more information for like your catalog of information <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i know can be super frustrating at the same time because sometimes it can take months of experimenting to get one like aha yeah yay, that worked the way i wanted it to <laughs> even 
taking a step backwards is okay because you don't know that you should take a step forward in a certain direction. Yep. So mm-hmm. that means you go in a different direction. Exactly. Yeah. And it's more like, okay, well, that not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to adapt with that. And I think that that having that mindset around it has made things, A, like not stressful at all. And I'm more mm-hmm. just like, cool, good to know. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's changed my relationship with, with my body and what it's obviously capable of doing, which is super cool. Yeah. Wow. Super, super Seriously. cool. Like, just from, crazy. From competition to bringing a human into the world. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. And I try to like be really kind to it and give it a lot of credit for what it's been going through. Give it some love. I'm um, getting more massages than I've had before. Well, that's great. I know. It's really nice. Yeah. Did you do any prenatal massage? Only twice. Um, it's really hard to find like a good prenatal massage person I found. I'm also really picky with how people touch me. Yeah. Um, well, we need to protect our energy and that transference is very real. Mm-hmm. And I find that I'm very sensitive to yeah. certain energies too. I get that. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have to like, well, in the early stages of pregnancy, everyone's like seems to be super scared to touch you because mm. they like it's too early in the pregnancy and they don't want to like be the reason that like something happens. Yeah. Knock on wood. Um, and at the end, like you can only lay on your side, you know, so you're not like super comfortable. Um, all you want to do is lay on your stomach, which all I wanted to do was lay on my stomach. Just to, like, I remember we actually went, side note, we went to Hawaii for our baby moon, which was amazing. Um, and I was like, well, how am I going to tan my back? <laughs> like crap i can't be like one side tan that's and it gets really uncomfortable sitting in your butt all the time totally so then i had this brilliant idea to like dig a hole in the sand that's smart and i I did and it felt so good i was waiting for you to tell me about this like new product you were inventing oh yeah get a shovel yeah (laughs) it's a shovel dig a hole in the sand put the towel over it and lay on it It it's great and then people don't even know you're pregnant (laughs) i love it that, getting him getting him very close to Mother Earth, too. Totally. Totally. It did get really warm in there, though. Um, and then the other thing was, like, being in the pool and getting either, like, um, like the the donut floaty. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then, like, oh. sticking your belly in that. Or I would get, like, two of the noodles and, like, put one under my feet and put one under my armpits and then just, like, hang out like that. And it felt oh, really good. That sounds Yeah, being like in a pool was cool. Being in really water, good. I was going to say. I bet that feels really nice. Yeah, really good really good so you know like I said before though things are still changing and I'm super curious to see how how they change how many more adjustments I can and maybe need to make yeah so I'll be super curious about that me too Um, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted I'm like finally starting to get you know being back to work now and having some help with um with Dominic I'm hoping to get established like a little bit more of a routine. I keep that's like next thing on my list of like a, a workout routine is I'm ready. My body's ready to like do something more specific. So I'm not really sure what that's going to look like yet um, because I'm I'm like in this weird unmotivated place where I like how I look and although I'm like wearing a bigger size because I still weigh more, um, which is totally fine. 
I don't, my butt doesn't fit in like some of my jeans, but my husband's like totally happy with that. So <laughs> everybody wins. Um, but because like I feel like, like I feel good in my body, I'm not eager. I'm only eager to do extra things in the gym because I want to have fun. Yeah. Not because I want to change how I look. But even that's not like motivating enough for me to like create a plan or like set a goal. So I'm like almost to that point where I feel like I need to set a goal. Yeah. Otherwise like I'm just like putzing around the gym or I'm like no structure whatsoever and I'm like la da let's do this today. (laughs) I'm so curious. Any hunches or ideas of what goal you might set for yourself? You know I go back and forth between the like physical goal like the aesthetic goal Mm -hmm. since that's like where I started um and I'm I feel like I'd be just super curious to see what I could do with my body if I set that goal like what it could look like and how it could change and it's different now and definitely put on some muscle so like what would that look like but then it's not as much fun as like doing gymnastics (laughs) so I don't know maybe I could find a middle ground between the two so we'll see. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. I'm eager to hear. Yeah. Well, I think that is like pretty much everything I can think of. I'm sure there'll be like little rain and things that I remember at various times. So you will probably just like sprinkle those in in future episodes when I remember. <laughs> Number one piece of advice. Get a shovel. Get a shovel. <laughs> Find a way to lay in your stomach. It feels really good. Aww. That release. Um, all right, guys. Well. Thanks for joining me on the show and asking questions. Oh, of course. Super You're helpful. one of my favorite people to ask ask questions oh, to. So thanks me. for having me. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> we'll probably I'm, come back for like period talk. Oh, I'm so excited to, if I decide to get pregnant one day, and hopefully I can, I'm so excited to have role models like you to ask questions to. and Oh, yeah. Happy. happy lean, on to. To, lean on for support. So <laughs> it's great to learn from people like you. <laughs> thanks. Well, um, thanks, everybody. I hope that that was um, informative or interesting, at least. And if you have any other questions, something maybe I didn't touch on or that you want some elaboration on, like feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram, um, Alex or A.V. Navarro, or you can shoot a message on the Body.io Facebook page or send an email to info at Body.io.com. And thanks for listening to another episode of Her Body, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your host, Alex Navarro. And if you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.